0: Connecting life and faith. This is Connections.
1: I'm I'm 39 now, and about 10 years ago, the Lord uh, took me through a process of healing. Um, I might call it the Valley
2: of the Shadow of Death. I thought it was the end. But it really was just the beginning. It definitely was the beginning and the beginning of something beautiful. We're joined today by author and speaker Amy Hayward. She recently released her first book titled Victory Over Rejection. What does she mean by that? Well, she's going to share that story with us. She's going to share the inspiration behind this book. We're going to hear a little bit more of her testimony today on Connections. Amy Hayward joins us today. She is a speaker as well as the author of a new book titled "Victory Over Rejection." This is her very first book, and it debuted just under a week ago. Now, Amy, we want to get to know you a little bit better. People have, ha- have heard you on our show before, but for those who don't remember who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm Winnipeg, born and raised, uh, prairie girl. At heart, Um, I lived there for all of my life growing up. I moved away uh, about 15 years ago, but Winnipeg is my home, and I worked as a manager for Hear the Music Ministries for a long time, and just recently left that position, and I'm currently in California.
2: Tell us what led you to California.
1: Well, you know, when the pandemic started, a lot of us had to pivot and make changes. And that was my situation. So no longer having events to run, I had to adjust and felt like the Lord was calling me to get some more training and equipping. And so I came down to Reading, where there's a school of ministry here connected to Bethel Church, where I've been for the last year and a bit. Uh, learning and growing and being stretched in some really fun ways. Now
0: you call being stretched fun. I don't know if he <laughs> always calls it fun, right? Can you talk a little bit more about some of those stretching moments and what you've learned about God through it?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, some people do yoga for fun. I'm not <laughs> one of those people, but being stretched means that your capacity is growing. And so When we learn to look at risk as a way to increase our capacity, it can make you more excited to take risks. And so for me, taking risks is following the Lord and being quick to obedience. And so, you know, moving to a different country and giving up everything familiar was a risk and very stretching for me. But God has rewarded me in incredible ways. And you know, being bold in your faith and sharing it with people on the street or praying for healing uh, when you're not sure if you're going to see the fullness of it right there. Those things are stretching, but they've been increasing my capacity to follow the Lord and to be obedient to him. So
2: for you, uh, a huge portion of your life ministry for you was always behind the scenes up until recently tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah I was working with hear the music which some of your listeners might know John Buller and we were in Winnipeg for a long time I was serving the artists and helping them create environments where people could come and encounter God in worship and I love doing that and would often for my job have to like go on stage to set things up or put things out before the event and would feel terrified, (laughs) even before people are in the room, terrified to be on the stage just because being seen or heard was a really scary thing for me. But I love helping people encounter God. And so with serving in every way that I could, without being seen or heard. And that was always my safe place and my most comfortable place. And I did that job for for 17 years. And I loved, I loved doing that. I love serving and helping people uh, kind of step into their calling.
0: Did you feel then like part of stepping into your calling was leaving that safe place now, though? And uh, you've helped other people find theirs for so long, it was time for you to take yeah, a bigger leap, I guess.
1: Yeah, for sure. As as the Lord brought me through a healing process, he showed me that in that place where I was finding safety, I was also believing some lies about myself, that my voice didn't matter and that I should stay hidden and that if I stepped out, I would get hurt a lot of things around that. And so I don't think everyone has to be on a stage or that being on a stage is the goal. But for me, it was about the things I was believing about the Lord and about myself. And so when I allowed him to heal that part of me, it became the next step of obedience was to start using my voice and believing that God wanted me to speak
2: and to be heard and to share the message that he's put on my heart. And that was going to be a question of mine. How did you make that transition from not really wanting to be seen or heard to being seen and heard? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I did it really quietly (laughs) (laughs) with baby steps. Um, I started writing a blog that was the first thing. And I remember the first time I shared it with one person, it felt so scary and so vulnerable. Um, and then I just kind of took steps from there. I, when I started the blog, I knew that I was called to preach and teach. And I started taking steps toward that to get more equipped. So I did a Bible school online and did all of those things while I was still serving and behind the scenes wanting to get equipped for what I knew the Lord was calling me to. And so after that school was done and my studies uh, the next step of obedience was to do a preaching trip. So in 2019, I went to Africa for three months and preached in Uganda and learned a ton from taking that risk and preaching five times a week for three months was an incredible way to sort of test that calling for myself. And then coming back to Canada, I've just continued to take little steps into it. And you know, when the pandemic hit, it felt like God was kind of pushing me out the door and saying, "Okay, now we're going to we're going to go for it. We're going to fly together." And so, it's been really fun to to do that. God loves adventure and is Always wanting to move us past our comfort zone and the things that we've held on to safety that are not Him.
0: I like that uh, God loves adventure reminds me of a meme of uh, two people on a roller coaster, and one is like just terrified, freaking out, and it says me. And then the other person's like smiling and giggling on this scary roller coaster and it says the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> we might be scared, but He's right there beside us, walking us through it or, or hands up in the air, riding with us.
1: Yes, absolutely. Perspective changes everything, right? We can choose how we're going to look at our season and we can look at it in a really negative light. And the pandemic has been tough for a lot of people. It was tough for me too. Or we can
2: reframe it and allow the Holy Spirit to bring our thinking up to a higher perspective. Some of the ways that you've been seen and heard lately now include your podcast as well. You released uh, your first book um, about rejection. Tell us about that book, Victory Over Rejection.
1: Yes, Victory Over Rejection. This is the message that um, God has asked me to share. It is a little bit of my story, but it's also a lot of the keys for breakthrough. And I think it's helpful for any kind of negative pattern that you've been stuck in. But rejection was really the Goliath in my own life, the monster that I faced every day and was the most familiar thing. And so I'm, I'm 39 now, and about 10 years ago, the Lord uh, took me through a process of healing. Um, I might call it the valley of the shadow of death. I thought it was the end but it really was just the beginning of freedom and breakthrough that he had planned for me for a long time so
0: I notice I'm picking up a theme here because in this book you've not only written about your own experience but you're giving tools back to the reader to help themselves in their own journey and you know we talked about for two decades you helped others in their ministries and find their callings and really, you're doing it again. You kind of are a helper, I think.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. Serving and helping um, is really... Why
0: did you want to give tools to your readers uh, in this way?
1: Yeah, you know, this is honestly the book that I looked for when I was at my lowest point. I if rejection is a big part of your life, you're very aware (laughs) of what your problem is. And I knew that I felt rejected all the time and didn't know what to do with it. And I was looking for answers, looking for help. And a lot of people have nice things to say, but unless you faced this particular giant, it's hard to give advice around it. And so these are the tools that helped me. And I think they'd be helpful for not just me, but for anyone
2: who's gets stuck in this awful cycle of rejection and fear. Obviously, we don't want you to give away everything. But what is what's what are some of the tools or what's some advice you can give to someone out there that may be in a situation like yours? Yeah, for
1: sure. I think you know, the first thing that the Lord had me do was give up my rights. And, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, I had to give up my right to hold on to the wounds and to continue to feel the pain because the Lord wants full restoration for us. And if we're holding on our right to... Not revenge, but even just to remember what other people have done to us, that's going to hold us back from freedom. And so humility was kind of the first thing that I needed. And some of the other keys that I lay out in the book are about that repentance of really looking at what my own responsibility was, and then forgiveness, Forgiveness is so important and we need to have a different model of forgiveness than the world does. Mm
0: -hmm. You know,
1: the world will tell you to wait until you feel like forgiving or to kind of have a barter system. Like when someone apologizes well enough or promises that they won't do it again, that's when you forgive. And Jesus gave us a different model. So in the book, I share about what a privilege forgiveness is and how we should look different than the world in this area. And Christians should really be leading people in forgiveness and teaching about it. So repentance, forgiveness, and then renewing your mind is so important. And that I lay out some of the the steps for that in the book of how to renew your mind. You know, we get a lot of teaching um, today with the internet and it's beautiful, but I think we sometimes stop short of applying everything that we're learning. So I hope if people pick up the book that they'll be able to actually walk through those steps.
0: Repentance. I mean, repentance, it is, and it isn't easy, but you can do it. Forgiveness though, that can be really hard to do, but when you do get to that point where you just forgive Like it's such a freeing experience too, isn't it?
1: It really is. It's incredibly freeing and it doesn't require anything from the other person. You know, forgiveness happens between you and the Lord. Reconciliation is how that's worked out in relationship. But forgiveness can happen
2: just alone with the Lord. And it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Speaking of beauty, look at the beauty that's come out of your own story. You went from someone behind the scenes with this pain, with all of that, and now you're able to come out on top and to share and to spread the word to even more people than before.
1: Mm. It is an honor. I've been completely transformed. And, you know, in writing the book, I, (laughs) I actually had trouble remembering how my mind used to work. I had to talk to friends who knew me at that time and try to work really hard, look at old journals and figure out what, why I was so stuck. And that is a beautiful testimony in itself because the Lord has so transformed me that I think completely differently now. So I would just offer that to people. Transformation is possible. I know it can feel like you're stuck in these Patterns, and you can't imagine a better way of thinking, but it is possible. He's done it for me, and he'll
2: do it for you. Your book was released on November 11th. What has uh, the reaction been like from those who've had the opportunity to check it out and read it? Yeah, I
1: have been just blown away by the support of people near and far who are just encouraging me and sharing it and being grateful for it um you know this kind of topic a title like victory over rejection can have shame attached to it for a lot of people and so I can see people wanting to buy this for friends but not wanting to offend them at the same time so I maybe could have thought of a better title but I think there will be victory just in that for people pushing past the discomfort of acknowledging this as a problem in your life and saying, yeah, I'm ready to get breakthrough and to get victory and to have this in my past and no longer in my future.
0: Okay, I'm ready, Amy. How do I get the book?
1: Well, it is available on Amazon worldwide. And so Kindle, however you like to read books, you can get it there. Um, I don't have any physical copies left for sale on my website, but you can go to victoryoverrejection.com and there's uh, some links there. And there's also an e-course available, again, for people who have – Heard the teaching or have the tools, but haven't been able to apply them in your life. The e course will really help walk you through the application and some encounters and ways that you can really take hold of the material. So that's at victoryoverrejection.com.
2: What's up next for you?
1: Ah, oh, that's a great question. Just releasing this. Um, I have a couple other projects in the works. I think the next thing is going to be actually some Bible study tools um there's a lot of uh misunderstanding about scripture just within the body of christ and it becomes too familiar we're not sure how to actually use it and so the next thing i'll have on my website is some tools for how to study the bible thank you so much for joining us today thank you so much for having me
2: And thank you so much for joining us today and for listening. Remember, if you want to listen to this full conversation again, or any of the conversations that we've had on Connections, you could do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Hood. You can find that podcast at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.